0: All right. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's your uncle J- Jimmy. Yeah, it's me again, coming to you from the Rock and Roll Garage, live behind a microphone. It's Greased Wheels, your weekly automotive technician podcast for all you wrench-twisting mofo's out there. Listen, today's subject—the subject I want to beat you up about today—is that's uh, not your subject. It's not my subject. The subject is not my job. I wish I had a goddamn nickel for every time I heard the term come out of a technician's mouth. It's not my job. And you know what? It's true. Every fucking time I hear it, it's not true. Technicians will say to you, hey, how come, you know, somebody might say to them, hey, uh, how come you didn't top off the washer solvent? Not my fucking job. Right? Same thing. Uh, How come there's shit all over the floor? Tires are stacked up here. Empty boxes, broken parts, shit you took off a car, tools, the air hose, maybe half your fucking lunch maybe your shoes, who even knows? There's shit strewn across your bay. They come out and they say to you, why don't you clean up your bay? It's not my job. Happens all the fucking time. I heard it as recently as last Friday. This is Sunday. I'm recording this on a Sunday. I heard that on a Friday, okay? Now, when you're flat rate then. as automotive technicians, you and I, we all know what flat rate is. It's where I get paid to do a specific fucking job. And guess what? If I don't get paid to do another specific job, it's not my job. Not gonna do it. I am not gonna do it. Checking tire pressures, not my job. Filling washer solvent tanks, not my job. Checking wipers, not my job. Uh, Filling up coolant reservoirs, not my job. Okay, unless it's part of the job I'm getting paid for. It's not my job. If I don't get paid for it, I'm not gonna do it. That's it, it's as simple as it gets. Now, where I'm working right now it's a dealership. They want us to do this multi-point inspection, and I think a lot of places insist on this, and I get it. They want us to look the car over and find money. And we're flat rate, I'm flat rate, so I go and I look for money. Problem I have is that when I find it, I can't get a service advisor to sell it. That's it's a whole nother uh, podcast boys and girls that uh, I can't do anything about but uh, well we can certainly rant about it but we're not going to do that here we're going to talk about what is my job and what is not my job because what will happen is invariably as I will get an RO that has you know four five six lines on it one of them's a courtesy inspection or uh what's the other term they like to use for it a uh complimentary (laughs) inspection it's another way of saying it's a free inspection that our technicians do you know it's it's art it's like us offering their time to you for fucking free you know and I love it when I look through this really does piss me off actually when I look through all of the uh, labor time that I've earned on an RO, and I see six fucking lines, and one line has an hour, another line has a half an hour, and the other four fucking lines, zeros. Fucking zeros, okay? Now, I don't expect to get paid for the alternate transportation line. I didn't provide that. That's a zero I can live with. But this whole multi-point inspection, I get a zero for that. I get nothing. I get not even a fucking thank you or nothing. I don't get, and I don't get parts or labor or services sold. I get nothing. I get nothing. So when they come down and they say to me, wow, you, you know, you missed this. I go, well, take the money back. You paid me for looking at it, dick. That's how I feel about it. You're not paying me to look the car over. Guess what? I'm going to fucking phone it in. I'm going to do a shitty job sometimes. Now, I typically don't do a shitty job because it's not the customer's fault that my boss doesn't wanna pay me, that my company says, well, you should be a volunteer when it comes to looking at the car. You should not get paid. It's a charity garage here, after all, you know? Look the car over and let us know if it's okay. Eh, fuck that. I can do that from 20 feet away for the amount of money you're giving me, jackass. But that's not exactly what I was talking about here when I say it's not my job. Um, obviously, you know, you, you do, uh, you, even if you don't have a line and an RO, you're gonna look at everything on the car Hopefully with the idea of having some extra services uh, sold, some extra repairs sold so that you can earn money, more money on that car than you may be now. And one of the problems with that is, and we all know what the problem is, is that, you know, if you, if your shop charges, you know, $100, $125, $150 an hour, who the fuck's really going <laughs> to pay you to fix their car if it's going to cost you know, $500 just for labor. I mean, really, uh, to me as an automotive technician, as somebody who can do the repairs, it seems ridiculous some of the labor costs to do some of these jobs. And, I mean, it's, it's a conundrum for me, really, because I mean, you know, I need to earn money. I need to get paid for what I do. Granted, yes, okay. But would I personally ever charge anybody $150 an hour to fix something? Fuck No. Would I charge somebody $150 an hour for three hours for a repair I can make in 20 minutes? Oh, oh no fucking way. Hell no. Hell no. I mean, what's that? Three hours at $150 an hour? That's what four $450? And it's a job that I can do in 20 minutes? Get the fuck out of here. That's ridiculous. I mean, if I was to figure that out, let me do that real quick, too, because I'd like to know if, if I get paid if personally, if I got paid, let me let's just look at it this way. If I personally got paid $450 an hour to do a 20 minute job, what does that even work out to? Let me get let me get the cal- I'm burning up the calculator, boys and girls. Let me just get this straightened out four fifty point divided by point. What is that even point three? It's it's $1,500 an hour, $1,500 an hour to get paid for, now I'm not getting that money, you know that, you know that as well as anybody does, I'm not getting that money, but my fucking shop is, Jesus Christ. So if they want to get upset with me for not looking at the tire pressures or filling up the washer solvent, they can certainly afford to fucking hire somebody who will. Hire a fucking lot kid. Make him set all the tire pressures either before or after I repair the car. Make him fucking fill the washer solvent tank and check the coolant. Make him do all that shit. Pay him $10 an hour. Fuck that. You got all the goddamn money, you know? That's one of the problems that that we have as technicians in the shop and then some of the other people who work in that shop as well, some of the parts guys and maybe even the service advisors, is that instead of hiring somebody to do a job, they just take that job and they stick it up somebody else's ass you know it's like uh, a good example is tires okay so you do a set of tires and you just stack them up by the tire machine and that's it you don't fuck with them ever again you're done they come back and say to you say why didn't you take those tires out to the tire cage and you know what you say say it with me loud and proud boys and girls It's not my fucking job asshole <laughs> it's not my job and as a matter of fact If you start to examine that particular job, that particular task at a dealership or a shop, guess what? It's nobody's job. Uh, I know we've talked about that before, but there are fucking hell of a lot of jobs at a dealership, at a shop that are nobody's job. And they always go, oh, well, this guy should do it. Well, and then, you know what? That guy will probably say, well, yeah, well, I'm not gonna fucking do that. It's not my job. And then he's gonna say, this guy should do that, or that guy should do that. And then eventually you just end up with nobody doing the fucking job and everybody pointing at everybody else saying they should fucking do the job, okay? But it's not gonna get done because guess what? In the end, it's still not my job, okay? This is a big deal some places you know you work in a shop with three guys and two of them are the messiest motherfuckers on the planet uh if you're a guy who needs a modicum of cleanliness such as myself you're going to end up going around and picking up after them a little bit uh either that or you're going to lose your mind because i mean that's the kind of mind i have uh where i need to have a, 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 s- a small amount of cleanliness as a, a small amount of uh organization you know there needs to be a modicum of organization to the whole process and in a lot of places you have people have no idea what the fuck i'm even talking about what i mean is have to have things a certain way and not because i'm i'm i need to be in control all the time that's not what it's about i mean there are people like that and that is part of the problem they need to be in control they're not going to do anything about it but they want to be in control but part of being in control is having somebody available to do every job you have in a shop or a dealership and then having nobody you have nobody there i could i mean i could still remember the great debate we had years ago we would you know, working up north, one of the things I definitely do not miss about working up north was the exchange of snow tires in the fucking fall, and then in the spring, fucking swapping back on the summer tires, okay? Last fall, working in the state of Texas, I swapped exactly zero snow tires. Zero. None. And I cannot begin to tell you how happy that made me. I did not have to deal with a fucking rim that had so many different types of fucking wheel weights glued to it that you couldn't tell where to even begin. You know, you would oh, you would think, seriously, you would think maybe depending on where it is you live, where you live, even on the planet, because apparently we have some f- listeners from other countries and I want to just say to them, welcome, but I am firmly ensconced in the United States of America and we have some things going on here that you might not even be able to wrap your mind around. And one of them is that in the northern part of this country from the middle of October until the middle of March and sometimes even into May, and this year it seemed like it was into June, they have fucking snow and ice on the ground. And in order to drive your motor vehicle on that shit, there's a couple things that need to happen. Number one is they spread salt all over the fucking place, which melts the ice, which is great, except for it creates this toxic brine, this this liquid fucking metal uh, dissolving formula that just absolutely kicks the fucking shit out of sheet metal and other metal components on your car. And the other thing that they do is they put tires on them with really super aggressive tread to get traction in the snow and on the ice, okay? Okay. But one of the things that people don't seem to fucking know, and even if they did know it, they would just ignore the fact that they know it, is that snow tires are designed to last one fucking season. And then that's it. You need to buy new ones, okay? Maybe if you're lucky, you could get two seasons out of a set of snow tires. But that's not the way they're designed. It's not the way they're put together. Okay, great. So what ends up happening is you get some jackass who buys a set of snow tires, but not rims, okay? Because that would be too convenient. Can't do that. Some people are smart enough to buy a set of extra rims for their car, put the snow tires on it, and then all you have to do is just bolt these rims on, unbolt the old rims, and then bolt the new ones on, and away you go. No, you get some of these fucking people who are either cheap or stupid or both, and they buy just tires, or they have them. They fucking have them. They've been using them for the last four years. They're great snow tires. I've been using them for the last four years. And they want you to mount them on their rims and take their summer tires and store them for them. Oh my God, what a fucking fiasco that is. So now you as a technician have to go and take this, their fucking regular summer tire off this fucking rim that is probably fucking bent, probably corroded and probably has 700 grams of fucking wheel weights of every style shape color and form ever known to man slathered all over the inside of the fucking thing because technicians as we all know are they're pretty fucking lazy motherfuckers and myself included so what we do is instead of taking wheel weights off we just add more until we get them into balance And eventually, at some point in time, somebody has to come along with a chisel like Michelangelo and chisel the fucking things off. So now you put these guys' snow tires on and you've taken an hour and a half to chisel off all of his old weights and you try to balance it and the road force is way out of whack. So you turn that off and you balance it and want 75 grams on the inside and 121 on the outside. And then you put all this shit on there and it still rides like shit and it's snow tires all fucking worn out. And then on top of all that shit, all of that, you get paid nothing to put tires on. What is it, two-tenths, three-tenths, four-tenths? Uh, you know, you're lucky if, if you break even putting tires on a car. You get done, you have a set of tires sitting on the floor next to the tire machine because most, of, most people put four snow tires on their car. So you got four tires that are, in the customer's eyes anyway, are still good and they don't want to take them home they don't have any place for them at home and so they say to you in this innocent little voice that they fucking have and i don't know where it comes from i'd like to slap the fucking shit out of them for it they go oh you can't store them for me no you know what if i stored every fucking tire that i took off a car that the customer wanted i would be in the tire storage warehouse fucking business but i'm not We're going to put your tires into plastic bags. We're going to stuff them in the back seat and in the hatch and under the hood of your fucking car, and you can take them to your fucking house and you can stare at them for a month. In the meantime, who is taking care of all this stuff? Who is the person who is supposed to deal with your fucking tires now that they're not on a car? Guess what? That's nobody's job because the technician is going to say, and say it with me, boys and girls, it's not my job, but in all actuality, it ends up being your job anyway. So they come out and say, hey, can you put these tires in this guy's car? Or can you put them up on the shelf in the back room of the fucking warehouse building three, three miles away? No, I can't do that. I don't get paid to do that shit. What the fuck? As you can see, I spent a lot of time in the north doing tires in the fall and in the spring. Ugh. Gentlemen and ladies, if you're doing tires, snow tires, every season, for fucking retarded people who don't know how to buy rims, or even if they do know how to buy rims and you just don't like screwing with them. Move to the southern part of the country, okay? It snows down here, the whole place locks up, kind of like in The Walking Dead. Nobody does anything for fear of getting their head eaten. (laughs) It's crazy. Uh, There's all kinds of other stuff in the shop that there's nobody's job. And it falls onto you and it I hate it. I i mean, obviously I'm making a podcast about it. It's, it's a subject that bothers me enough to talk to you guys about it. What are some of the other jobs that aren't your job and really don't seem to be anybody else's job? Um, picking up the shit off the floor. Yeah, do you have somebody who cleans your shop? Probably not. Actually, where I'm at now, we do. Uh, they don't really do a very good job sometimes. Other times they do an excellent job. It depends on the mess that's been made. I think that they uh, have different cleaning methods that they use on different days because there's some days where the cleaning methods are not good and other days where they're fine. Taking the garbage out is one of the things that they do. Uh, I would say that probably 10%, <laughs> maybe 20, I don't know, 20% of the shops out there actually have somebody take the garbage out. Now The rest of them, it's up to you. And, and if you and I are in charge of taking the trash out, or if it's just nobody's job and you eventually do it because it, you can't stand it anymore, because you and the guy next to you can't play garbage Jenga any longer and get anything on top of that heaping gob of shit in the garbage can, you end up taking it out and emptying and starting a whole fucking fiasco all over again. Uh, something needs to happen. That needs to be somebody's job and it needs to not be your job, especially if you're a technician. Now, if, you're, if your salary, obviously, taking the trash out it's not... A huge deal because you're going to get paid whether you take the trash out, whether you repair the trash, or or you are the tra- you are the trash. Uh, shit, uh, you know, if your salary, all kinds of things that your boss might expect you to do that you could still claim are not your job, but if you're getting paid to be there, yeah, what's the diff, right? Um, and you, still, you may you may still not want to do it, but uh, if you're flat rate, though, fucking forget it fucking forget it. If I can't put on my sheet where I keep track of my hours, how much I'm getting paid to do a job, it's not going to get done by me. That's the way I think probably about 90% of you think. And I I agree with that completely, totally. I have a little uh, analogy that I always like to pull out when we're talking about technicians and their flat rate salaries. Uh, I like to think of, you know, if you're a listener, you've heard this before, but Bear with me, if you are a technician, you are a lot like the goose that lays the golden eggs because as a technician, when you are given a broken car, you create labor out of nothing, nothing. I mean, a car comes in, it's broken, okay. You are going to create the labor to repair that car out of thin air, that's you. You create the labor, you create the product that gets sold. Much like a goose that lays golden eggs, he makes golden eggs out of nothing. I mean, whatever they feed him, Boom, he's turning it into golden eggs, okay? So, with that said, why would you take the goose that lays the golden eggs and make him take the fucking trash out? It does, it's not productive, it's not profitable, it's not something the goose wants to do. It's not something that the fucking technician wants to do either. So if you're in management and you're listening to this, which I doubt you are because you can't stand the fact that somebody's out there telling the world what a piece of shit you are. If you're in management though, think about that for a minute. Because as a manager, there's all kinds of things that you you don't feel like you should be doing. You, you're the one who delegates for Christ's sakes. You're the one who's supposed to tell people what to do. Nobody tells you what to do, right? You're the manager. You're the, the fucking genius of the place. I'm gonna tell you something. I have worked for some managers who felt like they were really literally God's gift to the service industry, to automotive, to the automotive field. Um, and they were God's gift to nothing, really. They're the kind of people that if uh, under the apocalypse comes, uh, they're gonna be chopped up and served as shish kebabs. The first night, they're worthless. They're good for nothing but food. <laughs> uh, when I talk about jobs that are not your job, pulling cars into the shop. Okay, because here's one of the deals that 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 just smokes me Every, everywhere I work. Cars get everywhere I've ever worked that works on cars, cars get towed in that don't run. Okay, great. And you lick your chops. You do because you don't know what's wrong, but you know that something's really wrong. And if it gets towed in, it's probably going to cost that customer a lot of money, which means that you're going to make a lot of money or you're going to make at least a fair amount of money. Somebody somewhere is going to make a lot of money. It might not be you, but cars to get towed in. We love them. We do. We love them there's something wrong with them. They're fucked up. And if they're at the shop, if somebody took the time and energy to say, tow it to this shop, tow it to XYZ shop, tow it to ABC shop, whatever, they want to get it fixed. They know A, it's broken and B, they want to get it fixed. So you're kind of ahead of the game already. You know that they want you to go out and tell them what's wrong with it. You know, a lot of times people drop off a car and they just want to get the oil changed. They don't want to fucking hear about all the shit that's wrong with their car. They don't want to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. Even I don't want to hear that. I mean, if I go to change the oil in my car and I find that the tensioner is fucked up, it pisses me off. But I don't get mad at other people. I just get mad at my tensioner, the tensioner on my truck. I get it off and I put the new one on and I take the tensioner and I hold it up in front of me and I say, listen, did I tell you you could rub on the fucking block? No, I did not. God damn it. And then I throw it across the room. This is the room at my house. I'm not throwing it across the shop where I work. Uh, I tried to keep that shit to a minimum. People hate that. You know, if you throw tools or parts at work, tech pretty soon they're going to throw you out the door. So you don't want to do that, okay? Just just a tip from your Uncle Jimmy. Trust me, if you throw a tool one time, one fucking time, you become a tool thrower. You become that guy who throws tools. Try not to do that because it's, it's not really, I Some people think it's funny. Some people don't. I don't want to find out the hard way that people don't think it's funny. Anyway, uh, when people bring you a car, they tow in a car and it doesn't run. It does, it's just, you know, it doesn't start or it doesn't move or both or has flat tires or has no tires or whatever. For whatever reason, they bring you the car. They, you know, that A, they know the car is broken and B, that it's going to cost them money to get it fixed. So you're ahead of the game. But now you, as a technician, somehow have to get that into the shop. Should that be your job? Well, I'm going to say... Maybe. Okay. And here's why I say maybe, because if you work at a shop that has no idea how to get a non-running car into the shop, you have a stupid fucking piece of shit for a service manager. You have a dumb fuck for a service manager because even the lot guys, you know, these kids with the school zone speed limit IQs know that cars are going to get towed there. You know, people who can't even spell car know that they're gonna bring them to your shop, get them towed in when they're broken, okay? But if your service manager has made no effort, if your shop owner or your service manager or whoever the fuck is in charge of the shop has made no effort to give you some sort of device or some sort of motorized vehicle to bring a car into the shop when it's non-operational. If they have not done that, They need to be fucking fired now if you if i go up to and then i've done this in interviews i've said to people i say how do you get cars that don't run into the shop and they go oh oh oh, um uh well we push them and i'm like okay thanks a lot see you later i'm not gonna work there because i'm not pushing cars anymore for fuck's sake i've I've been doing this a long time and i pushed a lot of fucking cars and guess what i don't want to push any more fucking cars especially when I'm not the guy who's getting the bulk of the money for fixing it. If you want me to fix that car and earn you all the fucking money that you're going to earn and give me the small, tiny percentage of it, you better give me some fucking way to get that car in a shop that doesn't involve me pushing it or the three guys in the bays next to me pushing it. You better fucking figure it out. You either get a fucking forklift or a pusher or some kind of fucking lot vehicle to tow it with or or maybe you hire somebody to push the cars, You know, maybe a lot kid or something, but don't look to the technician because you know what? Are you ready for it? Say it with me loud and proud, boys and girls. It's not my fucking job. I am not a tow truck driver. I am not a junkyard mechanic. I am not somebody who should be pushing fucking cars. Besides, if I hurt myself pushing a car, guess what? I'm gonna go out on disability and you're gonna be out my services, my labor. And how many fucking geese can lay golden eggs when they're on disability? None of them can, okay? So listen up. If you got a lot of shit going on in your shop that is not getting done for one reason or another, figure out whose job it is. And you know what you're gonna figure out pretty quickly is that it's not anybody's job. And then, because those jobs are nobody's job. It's the service manager's job as far as I'm concerned until that service manager delegates that job to somebody else. And then guess what? That is suddenly their job, officially their job. So go get your service manager, by, grab him by the fucking arm and drag him out the, to your shop and say, see this pile of tires? I want you to take this pile of tires out. And they go, well, why do you want me to do it? Because it's nobody else's job. And when some job doesn't have anybody to do it, it's your job. Well, I'll just get somebody else to do it. Thank you very much. You have now done your fucking job, dick. All right. A, oh, I think it might be a little too early in the day to be this angry. Oh, I know, you know, I know as someone who's worked in the field along with you guys that this goes on everywhere. It goes on everywhere and it goes on every day. And the only reason I ran about it is because I want you guys to know that you are not the only ones dealing with this problem and that sometimes, just sometimes, your Uncle Jimmy offers a solution because you know what? That is my job and I'm volunteering for it, but it's still my job to tell you how to get somebody to do a job that is not their job by going and getting somebody who delegates the jobs delegate that job to that lazy motherfucker. <laughs> all right i think i've gone on and on and on quite enough about not my job this is your uncle jimmy and guess what my job is right now my job is to sign off so see ya so that
1: is it for this week's episode of grease the wheels hey make sure you give us those good reviews over there on itunes we appreciate those make sure you keep sharing it with your friends over there on facebook and twitter and all that good stuff as well and this week's automotive content creator spotlight is on dave's racing channel over on youtube he's been doing a great job of doing short format interviews with some people who have built some seriously badass cars It's actually, it's a wonderful, a wonderful sort of candid look at some of your favorite automotive personalities. So Dave's Racing Channel over there on YouTube, give him a subscribe. He's doing a great job. Also, if you want to support Grease the Wheels, we have a Patreon going on, patreon.com slash Grease the Wheels. We got a bunch of different stuff going on over there. We're going to be giving away some toolbox magnets, some t-shirts, and a whole bunch of other swag as well. It's all Grease the Wheels Nation themed, as well as a look at some of the stuff coming down the pipe. We actually just recorded our long format show, and it turned out awesome. It really it really did. If you're an old school car guy or even a new school car guy who wants to learn some stuff, that episode is coming out. We're hoping to get it out around Thanksgiving, a little sort of present to y'all. But that's it for me. Take care, everybody. See you next week.